0: hello and welcome to the thinking big podcast i'm your host sean osborne and today we're jumping into a topic that is a game changer for anybody that's looking to grow their business or their personal brand we're talking about the art of generating referrals but not the way you might think we're going beyond the traditional methods to help you unpack this and we have an extraordinary guest with us today stacy brown randall Stacey is a maestro in the art of referral marketing, and she's here to share her insights on how to create a referral system that works effortlessly. As a successful author, podcast host, and entrepreneur, Stacey has had the honor of helping thousands of business owners learn to generate referrals without asking. So whether you're a seasoned entrepreneur or just starting out, this episode is packed with strategies and insights that you won't want to miss. Let's get started
1: welcome to the thinking big podcast with sean osborne the show helping you think bigger into your life and potential sean believes by equipping you with the tools strategies and philosophies required to be successful in all aspects of your life you can achieve anything you believe in empowering our own growth makes a deeply positive and lasting impact on our lives community and our world now here's sean
0: and before we dive into today's episode i'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by the How to Get Anything You Want Challenge, and it is fantastic. It's inspired by the incredible teachings of Elsie Lincoln Benedict, one of the most influential self-help authors. If you haven't heard of her, you are going to love this. And this challenge is a transformative journey based on her groundbreaking book set, How to Get Anything You Want. And whether you're aiming to boost your career or enhance personal relationships or simply find more joy in everyday life, this challenge offers practical guidance to help you achieve your goals. And don't miss this opportunity to unlock your full potential. So visit the link in the show notes and join the How to Get Anything You Want challenge today. Your future self will thank you. And now, let's dive in. I want to welcome uh, the Thinking Big Nation to this podcast today, and I want to welcome Stacey Brown Randall. She is such a powerhouse and such a ball of energy, and we have been trying to get this podcast going for months. (laughs) we've, we've, We've had our challenges. Welcome to the show.
1: Oh, Sean, thank you so much for having me on. I mean, I feel like it was a monumental occasion to get here. To be able to hit record and make it happen, so thank you.
0: <laughs> We've been trying for months, multiple <laughs> platforms, technical difficulties here. It's been uh, it's been great. So finally, finally, we got here. And I've known you for a couple years now, and we both spoke. I think it was in Nashville at the Influence uh, thing with uh, with Mike Kim. And some of the things that you brought out, or some of the things that, that you spoke on up there, was things that I really did not think about, and so your whole thing is referral marketing, and it's like you 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 think that should be kind of common sense for someone who is running you know running a business, but that's something that I never even looked at, never even thought about, and it's like referrals just happen. That's just a thing. it's I didn't use it as an actual tool to actually grow my business. and that's what really struck me when you spoke in Nashville It's like, holy cow, there's this whole big thing out here that I have not been tapping into because I just don't know anything about it. So again, welcome and and I can't wait to hear all the gold nuggets for the referrals.
1: yeah, you know it's really interesting. I when I have a business owner that I'm talking to and that's their reaction. I always, I always like look at folks and I'm like, listen, either you have been overtaught all the awful ways to generate referrals, like you got to ask for them or you got to incentivize for them, or you got to network or be gimmicky and promotional and put in your email signature the greatest compliment you can give me as a referral. So you've either been overtaught how to do that or... You've been told, well, they just happen. So good luck. Hope you do a good job and hope you get some referrals. And that really, for decades and decades, like longer than you and I have been around, that's been the two ways to do it. Like, do a tactic you don't want to do, or most of us don't want to do, or use the hope strategy, which we both know hope is beautiful and we should all have it, but it's not a business strategy. So I hear that a lot from people with referrals. They're like, I had no idea I could actually have consistent referrals that I could generate and find reliable if I put in the right strategies and tactics and processes, and I could still feel good about doing it. And I didn't have to do those ick tactics, like asking people for referrals and feeling like I was desperate. It's like a whole world opens up for them, which is great. And I'm happy to be the one to be like, yes, come on in. It's so much better over on this side, I promise.
0: And I think especially if you're in any type of a, a service industry or any type of like coaching or anything like that, referrals could be such a big, if I had everybody that I work with actually do referrals, it would be scary that, you know, it's like, but again, I, I've never used that as a tool. And coming from kind of a on a neuroscience background, a lot of the stuff that I do, a lot of the coaching I do is like neuroscience based. How does referrals from your side, like how do you think it taps into like the people's mindset on how do you get them to do referrals?
1: Yeah, so I think it kind of comes from understanding a little bit about where referrals fits in your business as a business owner, like how you see it um, and what you believe that it has the potential to do. And then the other side is it, okay now what's the science behind how referrals actually work? And then how do we put processes and procedures in that tap into the science and and that work that will actually feel good at the same time? Because the truth is all of us can do anything awful for a short amount of time, but I want people having success like years and years and years with this. So it's actually got to work and then it's actually got to work for them too. So let's first talk about kind of like where referrals fit in your business, right? So most people are taught that when you have a business, you've got to have a sales strategy. Absolutely, yes. You've got to have a sales strategy. But traditionally, you're taught that a sales strategy has two legs to the stool. You've got your prospecting and you've got your marketing. Now, people will debate which tactic or which activity falls under prospecting versus falls under marketing. But basically, when you're talking about prospecting, it's like the networking or the cold calling or the cold emailing, right? It's maybe joining different groups and participating, going to different events, right? It it could be direct mail that you do. Like, There's all these different tactics you can do that's considered prospecting in nature, trying to get you in front of the prospect, right? And then on the other side of that, you've got the marketing side. And the marketing side is like having a website. Maybe you're running ads, right? Maybe that you are getting earned media, like trying to get PR, right? And get mentioned in newspapers or get TV, you know, television interviews and things like that. Maybe it's being on podcasts, things like that. So then you have things that you do that are marketing in nature and they're both good. Like you need both. You need, I mean, you need prospecting and you need marketing. But what's been missing is that your sales strategy is actually a three-legged stool. It is not a two-legged stool. And the third leg of your stool is actually referrals. So it should be prospecting, then marketing, then referrals, right? And actually not in any particular order. I would always want referrals to go first, but it's smart as a business owner to have a few ways that you grow your practice, right? Or that you grow your business. You don't need 15 ways, but you probably need a couple. But referrals traditionally had always been like stuffed into the marketing idea or the prospecting idea. So when you take referrals and you stick it in prospecting and you apply a prospecting short-term mentality, that's where the advice comes out like, oh, just ask for referrals or compensate for referrals or make sure you're networking all the time and you're constantly being seen so you can't be forgotten, so you can get referrals, none of which you need to do. But that's how traditionally people had been teaching referrals with a prospecting mentality. On the other side, some people took referrals and they slammed them into marketing. And that was really where it came out, like be promotional, be gimmicky, like put in your email signature, the greatest compliment, right? You can give me as a referral and do gimmicky and promotional things to try to get someone to refer you. That's referrals being slammed into marketing. But we look at it as like referrals don't belong there. They get their own leg and we treat it differently because it's to a different group of people, which means what we do, what we say, how we do it, the cadence, everything is different. So the first thing you got to think about when you're thinking about this from your mind and how you're going to think about referrals is where they fit. They're separate from prospecting and marketing. And I think for a lot of people, they're like, oh, I never thought about referrals having their own leg to the sales strategy stool. And that's actually a way that I need to be thinking about referrals. Because I always tell folks, I want you to do the marketing things that work. And I want you to do the prospecting things that work. I also just want you to have a referral strategy in place. And I want you to be intentional about what you're doing to generate those referrals. And I think that's a piece that people miss a lot.
0: Yeah, and, and getting back to even some of the basics. So what do you consider a referral to be? Like what, what, what is a, in, in a scale of things, what, what is a referral?
1: Like, the definition is so actually important. Because <laughs> people define it lots of different ways. Yeah. Um, I just actually had a LinkedIn conversation with someone, and they were like, um, Well, my, um, they were like, I've been doing a bunch of social media, and uh, LinkedIn sending me referrals. I'm like, LinkedIn's not sending you referrals. <laughs> like, that is not how LinkedIn works. Like, li- like, LinkedIn is a tool that you're using to generate leads, but it is actually that source is called social media. (laughs) It's not actually a referral. So people use that terminology. So like they just, for so long, it's been like used in ways and watered down that people don't even know how to define it anymore. So we define it in two ways. Number one, it's a personal connection. So for a referral to be a referral, you need a human, which we call a referral source. So that's a person who is going to refer a prospect, a potential client to you, right? So that personal connection is gonna happen between your referral source who knows somebody who needs you. And so they're gonna to work to help that person by connecting them to you, the solution provider. But the hero of the story in that personal connection is the referral source because they know the prospect and they're bringing the prospect to you. So the first thing you need is personal connection. The second thing you have to have is there's gotta be a need identified. You ever had a conversation with somebody and you're kind of like, I felt like they they need what I do, but they don't know that they need what I do. And you're kind of like, you know, it's just that whole sales cycle. It can be really intense. It's like, oh my gosh, let me see how much I can agitate the pain before they realize that they need me. With a the referral, the, the prospect shows up and they're like, I got a problem, Sean, and I have been told that you can solve it. So let's talk about what it looks like for you to solve it. And so there has to be a need identified in the prospect and the prospect actually has to know it. So when I I see a lot of people say, oh, I get referrals, and then they'll explain it to me, I'm like, no, you're not getting referrals, you're getting word of mouth buzz. And word of mouth buzz, whereas there may be a need identified in a prospect, but that prospect was never connected to you. They were just given your contact information and maybe They'll follow up with you. So word of mouth buzz is like, hey, Sean, I was telling a couple people the other day how amazing you are and how they need to work with you. Don't worry. I gave them your contact information. They'll totally follow up. No, they won't. They're busy like the rest of us. They're going to forget the minute maybe they walk away from that conversation. Depends on how great their pain is. And you're not in the driver's seat. You can't follow up because you don't know who that prospect is. So when it's lacking connection, it's word of mouth buzz. But when we're lacking need in the prospect, it's usually just an introduction. And it sounds something like this, hey Sean, meet Stacey. Stacy meet Sean. You two are awesome people and you guys should know each other. Happy connecting. And you're like, is this just an introduction to grow my network? Because that's valuable, but I need to know that. Versus actually, were you having a conversation with Sean about how they need he needs to hire me? But I don't know that. And I'm not sure that Sean knows that. And just changes the whole dynamic of how the sales process will unfold. So personal connection need identified when you have those two things you have a referral
0: and that so there's a lot more to this than i was thinking <laughs> see yes. I, I was i was thinking <laughs> hey yeah i referred go, go buy stacy's book yeah that's it's, it's <laughs> see that so that is not a referral that it's is a
1: wonderful word of mouth buzz <laughs> but it's not a referral
0: so what do you think about so how much is building that relationship with your customer with your client how how big is that relationship building to the referral process?
1: Yeah, so the way we teach referrals is that most people teach, hey, if you want referrals, just ask people. Ask your clients. Ask your centers of influence. Ask people in your network. Just ask people, right? But that means you're looking at referrals as if everything's a hammer and a nail. And so everything's a nail. All you need is a hammer. We look at referrals from an ecosystem perspective and like what we call a referral ecosystem. Like it's it's all the places in your business where referrals are possibly just hiding, just waiting for you to find them and uncover them. And one of those places is within your client experience. And it's within the work that you do with your clients. And, you know, you mentioned earlier, like if, if all your clients were giving you referrals, you'd probably have more business than you can handle or manage. And the truth is your clients love you. It's not that they don't, like they wouldn't like, oh no, I never refer Sean, he's terrible. Of course they don't think that way. But if all of our clients actually referred us, I actually wouldn't have a company because the reality of it is that's not how people are actually wired. Everyone can refer, but some clients have to kind of be brought along in a different way to get to the place to where they will refer. And so when we teach our referable client experience methodology, first it's building a client experience that makes you worthy of those referrals, making you actually referable, right? Because you deserve them if you do great work, but you're not owed them. So it's looking at making sure that you have that referable sticky client experience, right? And then making sure that you know the moments to pay attention to and the opportunities that are there that you should build into your repeatable process of a client experience so that you're actually saying the right language and dripping in what we call referral seeds, which is our special sauce in terms of how we make all this work And so with our clients, I always tell folks, like, sometimes it's just to identify the client who seems really well connected and is really thinking the world of you. They just need to maybe be a little bit handled a little bit differently through that client experience, but it's better off if you just do it for all your clients and then see actually ultimately what happens. But that's actually like the third place I have people start when they want referrals. Most people think, oh, I got clients and they love me. So how do I get referrals from them? And that is definitely something that you should definitely be looking at. But a a referable client experience is actually something that's once you build it, it just kind of runs and you're more waiting on it to actually percolate the people that are gonna be more likely to refer you versus aren't. Because really only 20 to 30% of your clients will ultimately refer you. You can grow that with the right strategy. But I always tell folks, like, lower your expectation. It doesn't matter how much they love you. Some people just don't think about sharing you with others, as crazy as that sounds. Um, it's just how it works. But really where you should start is with what we call a specific people strategy. Because it's where we can uncover your low-hanging fruit and get you moving and get results for you the fastest. And so a specific people strategy, is it's good. There's two of them. Eventually, you'll probably deploy both of them. But where I have people start is like, well, are people referring you now? And if the answer is, yeah, I think so, like let's identify who those people are and build a strategy for them, whether they're clients or not. Let's build a strategy for those existing referral sources to get more referrals from them. And then we can look at the other people strategy, which is those people you would love to refer you, some of which will probably be clients. And we call that the potential referral source strategy, like, hey, how do you get someone who's never referred you to actually do it? And there's a process we, we can put our clients and our centers of influence and our contacts through to get them to a place where they will refer us. And so everything is is it's layered approach. I like to talk about is like we start with the first layer, then we can add the second layer, then the third layer. There's lots of layers. and go as deep as you want. Um, but I always like to have people go, okay, if I can get you results fast, I know you'll stick with it. <laughs> So that's most important. So we typically start with that specific people, one of those specific people processes, and then we layer in the client experience and what's happening in the buyer's journey and in your social media and within your marketing and all the other kind of things that we can layer into that as well.
0: And I would, I would think that you have tools to make it, I know, easy for your clients or the people who are going to refer you to refer you. Because I know a bit, like with anything, if something's going to take a lot of time for people to do most people aren't going to do it so is there a way to uh, i assume that there's tools that you have that you teach within your uh, your podcast your book and you know the the work that you do that uh, how to make it as easy as possible for people to refer you
1: yeah we like the kiss method Keep it simple, stupid, right? Or keep it simple, simple, if you don't want to say stupid. Um, And we tell folks, like, don't, you don't actually, tools are what makes it complicated. If I have to go to a link on your website where I have to put in that person's name and email that I'm trying to refer to you and make sure I have their contact information and refer them to you and like go to us and I got to remember this link, right? People aren't referring you every day. This is not a habit they're going to be in. And they're going to have to remember the link or where do I go on? your website? Or where was that information? We like that's actually and there are processes out there that that's what they teach. And we're like, that's complicating the process. I don't need you to go to a link or a website. I, I, just, I need you to email me. Wait, we teach very simple is that when somebody says, hey, I have someone I want to refer to you, or I told someone about you. And they're I gave them your contact information. We teach a very simple script called the flip scripts. That is basically like, just tell them what they need to do that removes what's missing and so when when i say to you hey sean i got somebody it's gonna be an amazing client for you i just gave them your email address they'll totally follow up with you what i want you to say back to me is stacy that's amazing thank you so much pretty sure that person's probably just as busy as you and i are maybe easier on them if you could actually just send them an email copy me on it and that way i'm in their inbox when they're ready to follow up but what that does is it puts you in the driver's seat to also follow up when it comes through, right? And that's part of a follow-up process that we teach as one of our situational strategies. But we tell folks just, I mean, if, you're, if your referral sources communicate by text, then let them do a group text thread. But most of the time in professional services firms, this is going to happen via email. So we just say, let them email. Like, hey, send me an email, copy the prospect. And just, you know, you don't even have to say a lot, right? I can take it from there. Like, and po- most folks are like, it really drives me crazy when I hear people say, how do I train my referral sources to refer me the right way? And I'm like, last time I checked, your referral sources aren't dogs. So they don't need to be trained. They just need to be told. like, When they need to know how to do it, it's like, just email me. You got my email. Just co- send an email and copy the prospect on it and just say in the email why you're connecting us and we'll take it from there. And it's that simple.
0: Yeah. And see, in my mind, part of me thinks, okay, I'm I'm building this big MLM, multi-marketing scheme. I'm going to have all these people. SEC is going to call me and shut me down for for doing a pyramid scheme. And that's not what we're talking about.
1: No. Oh, my gosh. That would be terrible. Like, (laughs) no. Can you imagine? I mean- Here's the thing I always tell folks about the methodology and the philosophy behind what I teach. And it's because this is how it worked for me. So, you know, I had a business failure. I had an HR, human resource consulting firm, for four years. I had clients like KPMG, BDO, Ally Bank, and my business still failed. And I had to go back to corporate America. And I'd be like, okay, I don't do playing in the sandbox well with others. So I need to get back to being an entrepreneur. Started a second business. And I was like, this one cannot land me a two-time member in the Business Failure Club. We got to make this one successful. And I started a productivity and business coaching practice. And in my first year, I generated 112 referrals without asking for them. And it was at that point, my clients were like, okay, thanks for your productivity tips, but I want to learn your referral stuff. And my whole business started its big shift. And now we've been doing this for 10 years. And so I always tell folks, is like at the fundamental heart of why I built what I built is because A, it needed to work. Like I didn't, I wanted my business to be successful. I didn't want to be like, oh, look at me, two-time failure. Like I would like to be successful with the second business, but I needed it to work for me, which meant it had to reach into the core of who I am as a human. And what I believe, and it's where my referral philosophy comes from, is that it shouldn't compromise. When you're trying to generate referrals in your business, it shouldn't compromise who you are or your relationships to grow your business. And that's just a fundamental piece of of what we believe. And so that means we also believe referrals come from relationships, and you gotta maintain your relationships to keep getting referrals. And so those are just fundamental like cornerstones of why and how we teach what we teach. So when you were like, oh, I feel like I'm building out this big, no, it's not like that. We try to keep it as simple as possible because I know you'll do simple. And that's most important is that you take action as well.
0: Yeah, Stacy, I, I I want to have 10 referrals from your team by the end of the week, <laughs> if that would.
1: So thank you, Sean. You just commoditized our relationship, and you just added work to do on my to-do list, and that's not where you belong. So, so
0: that's, that's not a referral, huh? That's...
1: <laughs> no, that is blatant asking, and we frown on that. <laughs> Don't do I that.
0: Would, I would think so. <laughs> Now, what do you think about like paid for referrals or uh, I I think people, you know, affiliate marketing, because in a way it's almost like a referral, but people are getting some compensation for it. Is that really even referrals or is that just again, just.
1: So, yeah, we get this question a lot. And we, the way we define it is this, an affiliate, there's always a disclosure or Mm, there should be there should always be a disclosure it's like you go to that website and it says hey some of these links are affiliates and we're going to get commission on it right we're going to be compensated i i know you disclosed it buyer beware got it right so with affiliate relationships it is almost always or it should be i don't know why i said almost i mean it should be disclosed before you buy this just know i'm getting compensated that's the right way to do affiliate marketing right that's the right way to do affiliates We look at referrals and the referral process you're going to follow with my strategies as separate from affiliates. And they can definitely coexist in your business. You have to pay attention and decide who's going to be an affiliate, right? And then who is actually going to be cultivated as a referral source. And because we don't want them on both lists, so to speak, because you're actually cultivating and communicating to like really different parts. Like you're driving the person who's motivated by money when you do affiliates, right? Right. Versus the person who is actually... And nothing against affiliates, but when somebody refers someone to you, it's not about you, Sean. They know someone who has a problem and they want to be the hero and help them. And how they help them is by referring them to you. So the mentality of their mindset is totally different if they're on their referral source list versus your affiliate list. But your business can have both. I mean, in the past, my business has had both, but it has to be very clear hey, I'm an affiliate of Stacey's program, and I'm going to earn a commission when you decide to join her program versus the referral piece. There's no compensation because at the heart of compensating someone to refer you in that way, it's actually considered a kickback. It's typically done under the table and the client, right, the prospect never knows about it. And so I always say, put your just put yourself in your client's shoes. If your client thought they were being referred to you because you were the best at what you did, and then they found out, not nah, it's just because you actually paid for them. How were they going to feel? When you compensate or incentivize for referrals, you commoditize the relationship. Now, where it does work, and that referral bonus, right, is in SaaS-based companies, right? When you've got software as a service or e-commerce businesses like an Uber and the Lyfts of the world and Airbnb, you're never going to talk to anybody at Uber Corporate. I mean, you'll talk to your Uber driver, right? But you're never actually talking to anyone at the company. So the fact that they do these referral programs or referral bonuses works because there actually isn't any human interaction. And so it works for e-commerce, tech-based companies, SaaS-based companies. But in professional services firms, it's either you're going to do referrals or you're going to do affiliate marketing, or maybe you'll do both, but they need to be separated, separated within the business.
0: Yeah. And so if I was to start doing, the, if I was to pull this, you know, strategy into, to what I do, how, how much time am I looking at like per week, per month on focusing? Cause again, it, if, if I put nothing in, I'm going to get nothing out. You know, how much time does it take for, for doing referrals correctly?
1: Yeah. So I love answering this question because most people expect me to say, well, I'm going to need you to give me probably about five hours a week. And I'm like, if you're putting five hours a weekend, you're doing it wrong because it doesn't actually need that much time. Now, there is a difference between learning the strategy, like going through the process to learn the strategy, to build it. And then there's a difference between time to implement. So if you think about, right, how long is it going to take you to learn and implement a strategy? It really depends on the strategy. This is not to overwhelm anyone, but we teach 19 different strategies. I mean, we teach strategies from how to get your existing referral sources to give you more referrals to how to plant referral seed language with, when you're requesting testimonials, right down to what you do in the buyer's journey. Like we teach a lot of things so that you can be like that whole holistic part of your business. Nobody needs all 19. I don't even have to use all 19, but they're there because we know they work and our clients have used them depending on where they are in their life journey of their business. And so from that perspective, Right, depending on how long it takes you to learn, is a little bit separated from implementation. But implementation is what people are actually mostly interested in when you ask that question. And so, some things it's like, hey, if you have referral sources and you've built the plan for the next 12 months, there's only five, maybe six, occasionally seven times throughout the next 12 months where you have to do something, which means it's going to happen probably once, and then there's going to be a month or so where you're not doing anything before the next thing happens. So it's never daily, it is never weekly. And sometimes it's not even monthly, but it does depend on the strategy. If you have nobody referring you, you have to go through the process of cultivating new people, brand new people to start referring you. That does have a monthly process to it, but it's all about your cultivation of new people. And you should expect that you have to actually like, probably have conversations with people before they're just going to start referring you, and then you better have a way to follow up and keep them. You mean them I'm
0: going to have to actually talk to them?
1: You're going to yes. My favorite is is when an introvert <laughs> says, "Wait a minute, I don't really love the humans," so like I'm, that's I'm not introvert true. Here. Introverts, right? <laughs> introverts love humans. I don't mean it like that, but I have a lot of introverts in my program, and they and I have one. It's actually I don't know what podcast episode I interviewed Fabi on, but Fabi talked about. Um, she's a custom book publisher, and she talks about like I'm an introvert. And I I don't want to talk to people if I don't have to. Like, that's not my happy place. And I said, well, you're going to have to do a little bit of it. And in her first three months, she had four new people who never referred her before started referring her. And she was like, oh, this is not what I thought it was at all. I'm like, no, you're being a human. You're being a good person. Like, you're just carrying on a conversation. But we teach you to do it in a way that gets them to start thinking about referring you. And then there is a follow-up process that happens because you can't just... Like meet somebody one time and be like, now Sean's gonna just give me all the referrals I ever want because I had this one great conversation, right? There's a follow-up process that actually happens. And sometimes you gotta kiss some frogs before you're gonna get to your princes and your princesses that'll actually refer you. Um, But some things are like, hey, you don't need to do this strategy unless this situation happens. And then when this situation happens, I just need you to say, what would Stacey do? Oh, yep, that's what she told me to do. And then you just do it. So some things take no time and some things, there's a little bit of time behind them. But who please don't be doing anything daily or even weekly because we're doing it wrong, if we are.
0: Well, that, that is very good to know because <laughs> I, <laughs> that, that, would, that would be very hard. Now, now do you see referral? So it, thinking about like my podcast, and you know, you've got a podcast as well, I look at the podcast as a long-term, I don't want to say referral, but, it, it, but it's a long-term play in other words i'm not going to implement a podcast and expect to grow my company leaps and bounds on that podcast it takes time it's it's you know it's uh, it's like investing it's like it gets bigger and bigger and, and, and you get it from that is re- is your referral program kind of like that i mean is it something that you literally grow and it starts morphing into things over time not not overnight
1: Yeah. So the way that we talk about this, depending on where you are and where you're starting from, we do actually calculate when someone kind of joins and like, okay, I'm getting serious about referrals. What do I need to do? Right? So when we start working with someone, we actually calculate out a goal based on what they have been doing in the past. We look at that and we look at a couple of things and there's a formula we use to say, okay, based on where you are today, In a year, you need to be at this place, and it is almost always doubling, tripling, or quadrupling the number of referrals they're averaging in a year right now. So we expect that type of results from our clients. I mean, you gotta do the work, right? And that's really important. and some people get it in like 90 days. We have tons of testimonials where people are like, oh, my God, I needed it in a year, and I got it in 90 days. But we tell folks, give it some time to start working. And that's how people judge. Let's be honest, Sean. We know this. This is how people judge the ROI of any investment they make in a business is, did I, did I get my money back in more in the first year? But what I am most interested in is what it looks like for you three years from now or five years from now, or eight years from now. So I have some people in my program that have been with me for eight, nine years, and we have these really cool bar charts that show like here they were before us, and here's year one, year two, year three, and it's doing this, right, it's going up. And that it should be a long-term sustainable play in your business. It should, You should have the long-term game in mind, but that doesn't mean you can't have results. And whether that's a couple of months for you, half a year, or a full year, but you'll have the strategies in place. I just need you to keep them going because they keep working as long as you keep working them. And that's what's really cool. It's watching like, I had an attorney in the program. Um, She got, she used to average 12 referrals in a year. I'm like, that's not bad, 12, not bad, right? That'd be great for some people, not great for most people. In her first year, we got her to 40. And now she's just grown that like from 40 to 50 to 60 to 70, and last year she got 82. So, and she's six years, seven, this is her seventh year. So that would have been her 2022 results, six years in. She just keeps growing and growing and growing, but she's also refining what she's doing and she's getting better referrals as she goes along as well. So there's a lot of ways that we make it better, but yes, you should have results as fast as humanly possible, but every business is different. So I won't guarantee when it'll happen for you, but you really should come in this with a, I'm going to make this a strategy that I keep going.
0: Yeah, people. I think most people overestimate on anything that they start. Overestimate what they will do in a year, and they completely <laughs> underestimate what they'll do in five years. Yeah. And what most of us end up doing is we go through that first year and we and we overestimated it. So then we stop doing it and we quit. We quit the program. We quit the process. We quit. We were quit what we were doing.
1: Yeah.
0: And the growth really happens in you know after that. It's like then it compounds and then it then it goes.
1: Yeah, it's like a snowball. Like when the snowball starts to roll, it's a little slow, but woof, when it starts picking up speed, it gets it gets bigger and bigger and bigger.
0: I want to talk about your book a little bit. Uh, Generating yeah. business referrals without asking is that a good starting place for people to at least go and get indoctrinated into the referral? <laughs> this the whole right way. R- this is <laughs> so much bigger than I thought. So to get in, you know, just to get the frame of mind of what referrals really are.
1: Yes, so it is a great place to start. I'll talk a lot about like the old ways that you've been taught and how to think about it differently from that perspective. Um, what's funny is people will ask me, they're like, um, the like, what is the book based on? And I'm like, it's based on one of the 19 strategies. I will not have a book for every strategy. I don't want to write that much to be perfectly honest, Um, but it is a great place to get started. And chapter eight of the book is gonna walk you through the process. I take my clients through and give you access to a template that I give to my clients when they're trying to identify, do you even have referral sources now? Do you have existing referral sources? And then it'll continue chapters nine, 10, 11, and 12 will continue to map out, great, you got them. Here's what you do. Right. And so, but that's just one of the multitude of strategies you could use, but it is the best place to start. And it is, that strategy is based on my program, Growth by Referrals, um, which is one of my online self-study courses. And it's because of that, because I know if you have referral sources. That's my fastest, that's your low hanging fruit for me to get you results as quickly as possible. Um, and so that's why that was the first book that we have. And it focuses on that one particular strategy. Like here's how you identify if you have existing referral sources, and here's what you do and what that ultimately looks like. Um, and I think that's important for people to know that as you're getting started, like kind of come at it with that frame of reference. Like I'm going to talk to you about why you shouldn't be asking and doing any other stuff. And then I'm going to give you some work to do.
0: But for people who are a little slow, like me, I can actually go in and take a course. <laughs> yeah, or there,
1: skip the book if you have to. <laughs> yes, please. Is
0: there some Cliff Notes. Is there? Can I just hire you to just come in and just do my whole referral thing for me? I mean, come on. We we
1: we do have a done for you option. It's called VIP Referrals in a Day. I mean, it doesn't actually happen in a day, but implementation does. Yeah, we have that. But. You know, I always, I tell folks when you're, when you're deciding you want to do referrals, it's like anything else. You've got to decide that it's the way you want to grow your business and dip your toe in like with the book or the podcast or whatever on my world. But when you decide you want to go in, when we work with people in a multitude of ways, so there's always an option for somebody.
0: And for anybody that's, uh, you know, that's on here right now, listening with us, uh, you also have a great podcast, Road uh, Roadmap to Referrals. Hop on over to Stacy's podcast; it's it's a great podcast. And obviously, let me guess—you you, you're talking a lot about referrals.
1: All the time, di- <laughs> not all all the time. Di- yeah, actually, it's funny because before we got to record this, I just recorded episode two hundred and eighty one, and it's all about automation, personalization, and referrals. Because a lot of people think there's a versus automate versus personalize and the way we talk about it's totally different. So, yeah, we do. I talk about referrals a lot, like a lot, lot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is your business, you know?
1: I mean, it come is a, It is. You know what? It's God did not grant me a ton of things that I'm really, really good at, but this one he was overly generous with.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we could actually go on and on because I one of the things that uh, maybe we'll save up for another episode that'll take us eight months to, to record Uh <laughs> How AI is going to help automate your processes for referral, how AI can actually, there's got to be.
1: So here's what we say, because I got a podcast episode on that too, and I really should. Danny right now is like, Stacey, why don't you have your podcast episodes memorized so you can (laughs) give the number to people when you're talking about it. We do have an episode on, um, it's actually what AI gets wrong about referrals but with ai you always have to say the right now this is what it gets wrong about referrals right now as soon as ai can grow a soul though and get a little bit more like that it probably will be able to do some things um but remember we are talking about a human who puts their reputation on the line when they refer someone to you so there will always peace There will always be a part of that relationship building you're going to have to do
0: I think next week is when they've released the soul version.
1: So. Okay, well, then I'll have to do another episode. Great, right, I'll give you another episode to talk about rehearsals.
0: We've got a soul. Yes. But uh, I want to pre- thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show. I appreciate it so much. And to come up here and share your wisdom with, uh, with our listeners. And uh, uh, those listening, everything we've talked about, I'm going to have in the show notes. I will have the link to her book, to her website, to her podcast. Uh, if I can find the link to the Soul AI, I'll, I'll put that in there as well. But, don't.
1: Uh, <laughs> don't do it. Don't go lucky. Don't waste your time, Sean. Doesn't exist.
0: Doesn't exist. Not there. But thank you so much for coming on and being on the show with us.
1: Oh, thanks for having me. I'm so glad we got to do this.
0: Well, what an exciting and enlightening conversation with Stacey. And I hope you all found this episode as insightful as I did. It's clear that mastering the art of referrals is about building genuine relationships and providing exceptional value. Remember, it's not just about asking, it's about creating an environment where referrals naturally happen. A huge thank you today for Stacy for joining us uh, on the show today and sharing her expertise. Just visit the show notes for links to her podcast and links to her book, or you can also visit stacybrownrandall.com and go there directly. And before we wrap up, don't forget to visit our website, thinkingbigcoaching.com, for more resources. And if you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to rate and review us right on the website. Your feedback helps us grow and reach more listeners like you. Thank you again for tuning in to the Thinking Big podcast. Be sure to subscribe using your favorite podcast player and stay tuned for our next episode, where we will continue to think big and explore more ways to grow personally and professionally. And until next time, keep pushing boundaries and thinking big.